0: The Success Story Podcast. All right. Thanks again for joining me today. I am sitting down with Lauren Legresso, who is an executive producer, podcaster, singer, writer. Uh, So she spends her days as an executive producer for some of the best podcasts at Cadence 13, uh, including the Goop podcast, uh, Lauren Conrad's Asking for a Friend, and a variety of other uh, female-led podcasts. She also hosts her own podcast, Unleash Your Inner Creative. And she dedicates uh, whatever spare time she has left to a music career. So singer, songwriter, uh, three singles out right now, uh, Rise, Road to Glory, and Like a Bomb. So podcast producer turned podcaster turned singer, songwriter. You never actually left any of the hobbies, just kept adding on. Um, But thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. I want to sort of understand, you know, your story. How did you how did you turn into what you are right now?
1: Hmm, very good question. Well, thank you for having me on. We had a great chat before this started, so I can't wait to get into the meat of it. But as I was telling you, I was born and raised in Detroit. I went to school at Michigan State. I got a BFA in acting, a BA in communication. I needed three more credits to complete those two degrees to get the two pieces of paper. So I applied for an internship on The Ellen Show and one for uh, an internship on SiriusXM on the Broadway station. I ended up getting the one on The Ellen Show like three days before the Broadway station came to me and that one was paid. So I'm like, well, that seems like a pretty good deal because I can move there. I can have a little cash, settle in. So I ended up going there about a month into it. I was taking improv classes and acting classes because at this time, my main goal was to become an actor. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up deciding to stay the last week of my internship at the Ellen show, which was four month long internship. I got my first ever acting gig. I joined sag after. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening. I'm going to be a big star. I'm going to be on the WB lot. There will be a trailer. Everything is coming up roses. Went home for Christmas break, came back. It was Cricketsville, USA. Um, I had an agent that left town without telling me. It was very bizarre. I would go on all these auditions. I wasn't sure if I was auditioning for something or maybe they were like plotting to murder me or I was on a reality TV show. Anyway, acting was not going the way I wanted it to. I still loved it, but it was almost like an abusive relationship where I felt like if acting was going well, I was a good person. If it was going poorly, I was a bad person. It was during this time I'd always sang, always done musical theater, but it was during this time that I first picked up guitar and randomly enough, as I would like start to fall asleep at night, you know, that stage between awake and asleep where you like kick your leg and you wake up, I started writing songs. And so I took these songs, put them together with the guitar I found a bandmate and we started playing all around L.A. Within a year of writing my first song, I'd played House of Blues, Hard Rock Cafe, The Viper Room, all these big venues. At the same time, as I was driving to these gigs, I'd be listening to Sirius XM radio. And there was a show that was hosted by a guy who was from Detroit. At that time, I was super depressed, like downtrodden. And so I would listen to his show and he'd talk about all these like local Detroit things. and I would pretend like I was in ho- at home in Michigan. And it was during that time that I realized the transformative power of audio to make somebody feel less alone. And I started saying, I want to work at Sirius XM someday. I want to work at Sirius XM someday. Track forward like a year or two, I end up getting a job hosting at Afterbuzz TV. Um, I meet Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menunos who introduced me to this woman at Sirius XM. I tell her how much I love radio. I find out she created all the radio shows I was obsessed with. So she was like my radio Jesus. And I pitched her a list of like a hundred ideas. She ended up creating a position for me at Sirius XM. So I was on air with Maria and I associate produced her show, eventually moved up to producer. And, um, and then all the while I was still working on my music, working on my EP. And that's kind of how everything began.
0: How do you, how did you, So, you're doing all these things at once. How do you maintain these things so that they don't drop off? Because I find a lot of people have passions and hobbies, but you just kept it going. And is that intrinsically motivated? Is that just a weird personality quirk that sort of drove you to eventually be successful at everything? Or was this like a a purposeful, I have to keep the grind up on the song? I have to, I want to do my own podcast show while, you know, starting your career. Um, How did you do that?
1: I think it's a yes and thing because I always have been this way. I mean, in high school, I was doing all these different things. I was on student council. I was in choir. I was in the plays. I was um, like, you know, heading up all these different departments and NHS and like the Italian club and all these things. And so and that continued into college when I got two degrees in four years and was like I would do my radio show at night right after like I would pull like 16 hour days in college. I was a psycho. And so I think it was driven, driven, not a psycho driven. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, it's weird. Like, I think I always bring it back on my on my podcast to like the inner child, like look back to who you were as a little kid, and you'll get the answers. Like I was on swim team in fifth grade, and I got the workhorse award. And I didn't really even (laughs) understand what that was. But I think it's just because like, I'd come to practice and just swim and swim and swim. And like, I would get so warm swimming in the water that I would have to keep a water bottle at the end of the lane, Um, but I would never stop because it was just like, I was very competitive with myself. I've never been competitive with others, just with myself. Um, And I think the other thing is, so yes, it's a natural thing in me, long story short. And the other thing is when you have big dreams, you just have to keep going no matter how tired you are, no matter how much else you have on your plate, if you want it all and you want it all concurrently, especially you have to make the time for it. I sometimes do wonder like, would it have been better if I had sectioned things off? Like if I just focused on broadcasting, if I just focused on music, but at the same time, a lot of these industries are youth-based. So I felt the pressure to do them all at once because that's when you get the best results, I think.
0: And I think that, you know, what I'm seeing um, with, with your particular career is you have momentum and you use that to drive everything else. Right. I've seen I've I've looked in some other interviews and you speak about all the things you're doing. And it just seems like all these different things that you're queuing up for yourself are sort of driving your entire brand forward Um for. I want to speak about uh, the songwriting and understand some of the motivators for that. But first, I want to understand a little bit more about your podcast. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So what is your podcast about?
1: So. I started Unleash Your Inner Creative because I came to realize that a lot of the world's suffering comes from repressed creativity, number one. Um, And that all the times I've been depressed have been when I've really been like reducing myself and making myself smaller and not acknowledging like the fullness of who I was. The other thing, which I'm sure you've talked about on this show and in your trajectory as an entrepreneur, is that it's one of the few things AI can't replicate. So not only is it super necessary for happiness and soul fulfillment, it's also a really tangible life skill that we need to have moving forward. I think I heard a statistic that in 50 years, 80% of all jobs will require creativity. So it's not just this like fluffy little thing. It's something that we really need. And so the goal of the show is to help people make creativity the filter for their life, redefine their relationship with fear so that it's not in the driver's seat. It's not making decisions for them. And step more fully into the essence of who they are and claim their right to have a dream and take up space. Plus, just to give them really tangible tools to like get creatively unstuck and insight into the creative process.
0: And is that like you mentioned a lot of the times in your life you felt that I don't want to put words, but like the the sadder times is because you felt like your creativity has been um, inhibited by something. So how did you overcome that?
1: Hmm. Well, I think just getting back in touch with the joy of it. I think the the times when I really noticed that was when I was like focusing on my job jobs instead of my creative exploits. And I think I was letting like perceived failure or like where I thought I should be expectations of where I thought I should be inhibit me from fully embodying the creative process and going toward it. Um, and so I just tried to reignite my joy, go back to like the little girl, like I literally just two days ago posted a video of me singing Mary had a little lamb when I was two, like, think about that little girl, she knew what she wanted. And um, I think the times when I've actually followed the joy rather than trying to be so hell bent and like control the outcome is when I've actually felt most expressed. And weirdly, when I've had the most success.
0: And you mentioned that creativity is going to be something and I agree with you, it's going to be something that's going to something that AI can't replicate, and it's going to be so important for careers and jobs going forward. Do you have examples of how creativity can manifest itself in a career outside of, for example, a marketer, if somebody doesn't see the same vision as you?
1: So you're saying outside of a marketer?
0: So I, you know, I guess what I want to, I want to sort of double down, because I actually agree with you, like, how Mm -hmm. can creativity help somebody who doesn't see themselves as being in a creative
1: role so problem solving problem solving is incredibly creative no matter what you do whether it's a job or your regular life if you can't like remove yourself see from above and find a new solution keep your mind in possibility you're not going to be a very apt problem solver so I think that's one really great example. And that's going to happen whether you're a parent, whether you're in the workforce, whether you're just a human in the world trying to coexist with other humans. We have to have that skill set. So that's one really tangible example Mm -hmm. of making creativity the filter for your life. I think it's everywhere. To me, creativity is just being able to see things that people did not see before or going about a path that is not necessarily well laid out. Um, And that can manifest in literally any area, and it makes you an invaluable employee, friend, family member. I mean, no matter what you're doing or who you are, opening your mind to your your most creative self is going to make you happier and more valuable.
0: 100% agreed. And and I guess my my follow up to that um, is it's very obvious. Like you can use creativity in a variety of different aspects of your life. Now, you mentioned that you tap into like your, your younger self or your youth and you bring that out in some of your creative process that you've probably used for your podcast, for the, the songs that you write. And we can sort of speak about that. Um, but is there if somebody has a hard time pulling out creativity, are there little hacks that you sort of uncover in your podcast that people can take away and start, start applying creativity to the things they do in their life right away?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think so. I also combine a lot of spirituality with the podcast. Meditating has helped me tremendously, especially because a lot of people who tend toward creativity or, you know, just anyone who's alive right now, honestly, Mm. experiences a lot of anxiety. And so setting up your day so that the first few at least the first few minutes of your day, you're not like going straight to your phone gives you a really good foundation to build upon. There's also something called the morning pages that is uh, spoken about in the book, The Artist's Way. This is a great tool to become a a more creative thinker and also just to clear your mind of all the garbage that gets you confused and kind of spinning throughout the day. So what you do is when you wake up, get out a journal and just write whatever is in your head for three pages, three full pages of your journal. And it could literally be, I'm so tired, I don't want to do this. I'm so tired, I don't want to do this over and over and over again. I think the first few times I did it, it was that. And then as I went on, it's weird. Like I even would write poetry sometimes, but the goal is just to get whatever is at the top layer of your mind out so that it's not basically controlling you and spinning you for the rest of the day. And whenever I've engaged with that practice, they're called the morning pages of of the morning pages throughout my life. I have been so creative. I actually, I think I wrote two or three of the songs that are on this upcoming EP that I'm doing while I was engaging with the Morning Pages. So especially if you're like working on a creative project or you're trying to discover what your creative self is, I highly recommend that as a practice to get yourself going.
0: Actually, you're the second person that's recommended that book. I'm gonna have to check it out now, so. (laughs) Check it
1: out, it's a great time to do it because it's a course.
0: Do you, when you you decided to um, start your own podcast, you have so many passions singing songwriting is one of them now you're podcasting and you're still an executive producer how did you how did you decide or how would you recommend somebody decide what their side hustle is or their side passion and and how would they go about exploring that
1: i think you have to look at what keeps tugging at you what keeps tugging at you when you you know another thing is we live in a culture of constant comparison right Mm -hmm. and sometimes that leads to envy or jealousy. Now, instead of sitting there and being like, how did they get it? I want to be like that. How come they get to do that? That's like the negative aspect of it. Instead of that, when you see someone who's doing something that makes you feel envious or jealous, use it as information. Oh, why do I feel that way? Is it because they're doing something I'd like to do? How can I take steps to do that in my life? I would notice like I would see people who are podcasting and be jealous or like feel sad that I wasn't doing that so clearly it was something and I was seeing it literally every day I mean I had a bird's eye view because I was producing these podcasts so I'm like I have all the tools that I need to make my own dreams come true what's standing in my way the only thing standing in my way is fear and me so if I can just say okay what would be worse not doing this or um doing it and you know potentially it's not well received Or it is well-received and I have this amazing, incredible thing, but no matter what, it's going to be better than regret. So anyway, I would say like, look, look back to the little self, look at what other people are doing that makes you feel a pull and use it as information and then kind of break down how you can make that come true and start taking baby steps. Once I had the idea for my podcast, like that I wanted to do it, it took a full 10 months for it to come to fruition. It's not going to happen like overnight. Even if you have all the information you need, you have to have a good product. So yeah. Be patient with yourself and then start taking small steps to get there.
0: Yeah. And I know I, I was actually reading the article you did for Business Insider on how to monetize and how to how to build the, uh, the audience and what I thought it was interesting because like, that's like, obviously something that that I was interested in. But I think yeah. that that's what a lot of people have trouble with. It's like that longevity. Right. Like, right. And 10 months isn't even a long time. But It's not it a long seems.
1: time, but then it's like, once you put it out, it's also awaiting. I mean, some people have overnight successes and God bless them. That's great. But that comes with its own set of challenges too. But when you're slowly building something, having the stomach to keep going when you're not getting the instant success you desire, that's a skill in and of itself. How do you double down on your passion and your joy for something and your goal when it's not presenting itself to you right away in the world we live in. So I think that those are really, really important skills to build too, is to focus on the actual objective versus where it's at in this moment. Um, and if for some reason it stops bringing you joy, or it's, you're putting in way more effort than you're getting back, that's when you have to look at something too. But you know, most of the podcasts out there quit within the first year. I think 85% of podcasts are no longer on within a year of starting. So a lot of it is just Sticking with it.
0: Yeah. And I think that I think that most, you know, I see lessons learned from people that started businesses like 20 years ago that were just doing very small time business and they just stuck with it for 10 years and 20 years. And now those are the people that are like the the people that have the beautiful, you know, mini mansions and they don't have any particularly special skill. They just sort of stuck with a trade and they built out a name for themselves and now they're driving the nice cars. But that's like 20 years later. But I feel like I don't know if, if it's just the the social media environment that we're raised in now or that the again, it's like constant comparison. It seems like if it's not working in week one, it's not ever gonna work, which has never been the case for anybody, right? An overnight success yeah. is how many hours of, of work invested. And I think that you're sort of you're like a living Proof of that, because I know that you you built out your own podcast, and I want to take a second and thank Indeed. They're a huge sponsor of the Success Story podcast. And as business leaders, we're all driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. It's to match with Indeed. Now, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million. fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. Now, as a business owner, I always remember when my company hits a growth spurt. It's great, but then you realize that things start to break. Things are taking with no risk at backblaze.com/story they set up that link for all success story podcast listeners that is a no risk free trial at backblaze.com/story seriously JoinDeleteMe.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to JoinDeleteMe.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. I want to thank Belay for sponsoring today's episode. They provide solutions that all of us need. They help us get back more of our time because time is the most precious resource. A lot of you listening on whatever it is you're trying to build. That's where Belay comes in. They are the nation's largest pool of exceptional U.S.-based talent. Belay offers flexible staffing solutions to free you up. Need a virtual assistant to conquer those Pesky administrative tasks, or maybe an accounting professional to really keep your finances in order. Belay can help with all that and way more. Their personalized matching process saves you the headache of hiring by finding the perfect match for your needs in as little as a week. Focus on what matters the most with the help from Belay. Text success, that's S U C C E S S to 55123 to learn more and get started. And how long, how long, okay, actually, this is a good transition point. How long have you been actually working on music? Because you you mentioned at the beginning songs right. and whatnot, and now now you have some so- like singles out.
1: Right. So I've been writing music since 2000, officially since 2013. So how long is that? Seven years? Uh,
0: yeah, seven years. Seven
1: years. Yeah. But, you know, when you consider, I used to think like, oh, why am I not all the way to the top yet with my music career? And I'm like, okay, slow it down, Sally. That's what I call myself when I'm being a little bit of a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Slow down, Sal. Um, You know, you've been like acting for this many years and like it took you that long to even like get your start and you've been writing music for a year. You don't even have training in it and you're expecting to be this big star. Like I had to go take classes. I had to cut my teeth in the live scene. I had to meet a producer. I had to work the songs out. I had to figure out who I was as an artist. Sometimes delay of projects is God's protection. I just actually I'm putting out a podcast tomorrow where I show the full trajectory of this most recent single like a bomb. God, I'm telling you, when I first sang it, the bones of the song were good, but I sucked like I was not good enough to bring this song through yet. And so if something's taking longer than you want it to, either it's just not the right timing or you have to reconfigure the idea it doesn't mean that you are wrong it just means that you need to think a little bit more about this and what you really want to put out there and make sure you're ready not only for putting something out that is an impeccable product but for the the Response you get back because it's also a lot. People don't think about the fact that like when you're putting something creative out into the world, it's like pushing out a piece of your soul and being like, here it is. Don't stomp on it, please. People stomp um, on it. <laughs> yeah, and and some people are going to, and you have to be okay with that because you're proud enough of what you put out and of yourself that whatever re- response you get back won't break you. And if I had done that when I was like 23, 24, I would have been broken. So. I think that we have to recognize when we're being protected by the extra time something takes.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and describe describe to me the feeling um, of, of getting that first single
1: out. It was everything at once. It was so excited, so proud, so scared, uh, so overwhelmed with the response of support I got from my friends and community um, there were some really hard moments, too. I did a whole podcast episode reading rejections I got from music blogs. And I mean, some of them were really funny and some of them were really hurtful. I did get some music blog response where they liked the song and they, and they posted about it and published articles. But it was a lot of different things at once. Overall, though, proud, grateful, love the song, happy it's out there
0: who was who was your biggest supporter when you were when you were launching the song was it you was it your family like what drove you
1: I definitely my inner gut like I mean I said to my dad I remember when I first moved to Hollywood he's like well what are you gonna do if this doesn't work out I'm like well I'm just gonna keep going and I don't care if it takes till I'm 80 I'm just gonna keep doing it so get used to it dad and he was like, "Okay." <laughs> you know, and he has been supportive, but he's a financial planner. So this whole having a creative child a thing, world. it's very difficult. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's like speaking two different languages. We're constantly having to translate for each other. So I'd say me, but really the person who when I was at my lowest moments and didn't know if I could keep going and called home crying because Hollywood was chewing me up and spitting me out was my mom. She said to me, "I remember when I was first out there, maybe like a year or two into my journey, Lauren, I believe in you. And it would break my heart if you gave up on yourself. You have to keep going. I know you can do this. Keep going. Never, ever, ever give up. Hmm. So I would say, yes, it's myself. Like I am very resilient and pick myself back up. But there have been a t- few times when I'm not sure if I could have had it not been for my mom.
0: And I guess my, my other question, because you, you write all your own stuff, too. Like you mentioned, yes. like your songs came from 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 journaling that's a very poor way to say it but (laughs) writing writing in the morning um so why do you why do you feel that it's important to write your own songs when you're doing so much you could just hire somebody to write a song and you could sing it and sort of like you know scale that portion of your career a little bit easier
1: i tried singing other people's songs and it didn't work for me uh and I never thought I could be a songwriter I didn't know till I was 23 that I was a songwriter so when I got the opportunity to do something that I had always revered so deeply like in high school I would take lyrics I would listen to Billy Joel songs or Ani DeFranco or Fiona Apple and transcribe their lyrics and be like oh my gosh somebody understands me I am seen I am heard and I thought what an honor it is for that like to be able to do that for somebody else to make them feel like they're not alone in this world. And so when I got that opportunity, you bet your bottom dollar, I wasn't going to pass that up. Because, you know, it's expressing a piece of yourself, but doing it in the hopes that somebody else will see their own reflection in it. And that it just makes them it's like a warm blanket going over you. And so once I discovered that piece of myself, I was just going to keep going with it, because it more soul fulfilling than anything I'd ever done in my life. That's
0: a good answer. It's a damn good answer. (laughs) Um, uh, What are you so in terms of podcasting, career, songwriting, singing, what are you curious about now going forward? Or is it just doubling down on what you've already accomplished?
1: I'm curious how all the mediums are going to change. So for podcasting, obviously, it's booming right now. But I feel like with anything big, there's always a moment like of explosion and then things have to reconfigure. I feel like that's coming. So my curiosity lies in like, how can I combine the mediums that I love and how can I kind of like realign podcasting to make it like a new kind of section of the medium? Like there's lots of different ways you can do it. There's the interview shows, there's monologuing, there's NPR style shows, there's there's narrative shows. But I don't think that there's really been a good way that music has been incorporated with them yet. So my big goal, like as an individual is to figure out how that can happen. And then also just like revitalize, like create a new kind of like section of podcasts, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and with music uh, I, I want to like make that a bigger part of my overall career. Like, I don't want it to be like this thing I do at night. Like I want it to be something that flows through everything I do. Probably part of why I want to incorporate it into the podcasting space, but more than anything, I just like want to fit everything I'm doing under one umbrella, so I don't have to be like running all over town, like being like a little bit of this here and a little bit of that here, and a little bit. It's like having different friend groups. It's so much easier if everyone could just hang out with everyone. So I want all my careers to be friends with each other.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) no, I feel it because I think that anybody who has some sort of side hustle, like I, I don't know your specific circumstance, and you maybe you want to to work with. Uh, cadence 13 for forever. But there's always that inflection point, right, where the side mm-hmm. hustle is like, okay, well, I'm making I'm making maybe I don't know what your your threshold for amount of money to be made. But say you make 50,000 100,000, maybe much more than that. And you're like, okay, side hustle turns into my entire Fret job, hustle. right? Yeah. So that's, uh, and you're not you're not there yet, right? You're still doing everything at the same time.
1: Still doing everything at the same time. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> She says
0: exasperated.
1: <laughs> no, I really am. I'm trying to figure out how to, because I do believe in burnout. Like, I don't think mm. that this is just like a myth. I used to say sleep is for the week, but I don't believe that anymore. Um, I think that was like a jerky thing to say because I was tired and jealous of other people who were sleeping. Um, so I am trying to find a way to not burn out. So yeah, goal would be, like I said, to get everything like kind of mm. under one roof. I don't know what that will mean. Um, I don't know how exactly my path will, will lay out, you know, life is so weird right now. I'm not trying to make any big decisions. Um, yeah, that's
0: true too. But it's the, an odd the, time.
1: I am super grateful for the shows that I work on. I'm I'm producing Brene Brown's podcast, which has been like the biggest blessing during this time. Um, she's just an incredible human being, but the content I'm working on is enriching my life so much. So that has always been like the greatest thing about, you know, working with Cadence 13 is they procure such incredible content. And so I've had the opportunity to learn from, and work with and kind of like tune the voices of all these incredible people so we'll see we'll see what happens
0: follow follow for more yeah
1: <laughs> at lauren lagrasso
0: yeah um I, I have just one more question then i have some like life insight rapid fire uh okay. from what you've learned over your career so i guess the last question i really have to be quite honest is is there something about podcasting or songwriting singing? that I don't know enough about to ask you that you think that, you know, you'd want to sort of speak about. Lessons for people that are trying to get into it or something. Yeah, like in those
1: lines. I think that the biggest thing is stop trying to figure out like what everybody else is doing right and figure out what you do right. Like what's authentic to you? What can you do or say that nobody else in this world can say or do? And it's not because like it has to be like this incredible original idea But it's because the way you say it and the way you feel it is unique to your own perspective. Um, When I coach people in podcasting and if I were to coach somebody in, in music, I always ask them what their greatest pain and their greatest passion is. And the idea is usually on either end of that or somewhere in between. So ask yourself these things and then write from that place. It's incredibly vulnerable. It's incredibly you know, it's, it's open, you're just open. Yeah, and authentic. but that is what ultimately resonates with people, whether it's music, podcasting, a business, it's taking your pain and turning it into purpose. And so or taking your purpose and turning it into purpose. I think the other thing is too, um, in regard to anything, and I guess maybe this is veering into life information. Yeah. But I think too often, we look at our purpose as I am a singer, I am a entrepreneur, I am a whatever insert Job here. I don't think it should be that specific and job based. I think that everybody should have a life thesis statement that guides every single decision: their career, their love, their family, their where they go to the grocery store. So um, it's much easier to achieve that purpose, and also it gives you a stricter set of guidelines to live within every single day. So, for instance, mine is to help people who feel unseen, unheard, and unfulfilled feel that through my work Um, and whether that's like me smiling at somebody as I walk down the street or me writing a song that supports the underdog and claiming their right to have a dream it's all fitting into that purpose and so if you're feeling a little lost right now write out one sentence that you feel could encapsulate everything you want to do on this earth and then you keep refining it like every day it's going to change because we get a little bit different and grow a little bit every day. But I think that that has been a huge game changer in how I view myself and my success as a person um, versus when I was like, if I'm not an actor, I will die. Like, so I highly recommend that. I Figure that. out your life thesis statement.
0: I just wrote that down. That's, that, is, that is a, I've, I've heard it phrased different ways. Like you have to have like a personal brand or like your own mission statement, but a thesis statement, I like that. It was, because it's not, it, it's just, it, it, it's definitive, but not all at the same time. Right. Yeah. It has that it has that guideline and those guardrails up so it steers you where you want to go. But you can do what you want to do in a multitude of different ways. Right. If you if you want to teach people, if you want to help people, if you these are all very esoterical high level statements, but <laughs> whatever they may be, you can do it in a variety of ways. And I love that. Very very yeah. insightful. Thank you. Uh, I
1: appreciate well, that one. Uh, thank you.
0: Um
1: <laughs> thanks for receiving it.
0: Um a few uh just like life insight um, questions that I want to pull out of you. Uh, these, are, these can be rapid fired. You don't have to go into too, too much detail, but it's your choice, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, who are the three people that have been most influential in your life?
1: Can my parents count as one? 100%, yeah. My, my parents, uh, my grandparents, and Billy Joel.
0: <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good, I love it. Um, what's a, a common myth about singing uh, and songwriting that you'd like to debunk?
1: The first thing that came to my head is that it's easy. I think a lot of people think like, oh, I could sing. Uh, I've been taking voice lessons since I was 14. And singing actually requires a tremendous amount of skill and support. I actually don't feel like I fully learned how to sing until I was like 27, 28 and had this incredible teacher that taught me how to use the pelvic floor, which I never would have thought was involved with actually singing. Yeah, it's like you do the opposite of a Kegel, then you lift your soft palate, and then the, the singing comes through. And that totally changed my voice. So yeah, I would say the biggest thing that comes to mind is that singing is much more complex and much more of an art than people give it credit for.
0: Good, I, I, I've never, never heard of that before. So that's, I just learned something new Engage now Engage that
1: pelvic floor, Scott. Yeah. You're gonna love it.
0: Um, what's, what was the best day of your life And what was the worst day of your life and why?
1: Ooh, the first one that comes to mind is when I played the Hard Rock Cafe in Detroit. Uh, It was just, it was, you know, sometimes you have moments when you just know you're on purpose. And it was one of those moments when I just knew I was doing exactly what I was supposed to do. And we also raised over $1,000 for a charity here in Detroit that helps women who uh, are experiencing homelessness and their children to get back on their feet, so that felt really good. The worst day of my life, I had somebody tell me who who was a mentor to me. Somebody tell me to um, stop pursuing music. It was at that time the worst day of my life. Um, but I realized it turned into the best day of my life because that person wasn't for me, and I was able to kind of get out of that friendship mm-hmm. and start moving toward people who are truly in my circle. Good.
0: Um, a lesson you would tell your younger self?
1: Believe in yourself and don't let your high school choir teacher shake your confidence.
0: <laughs> That's a good, listen, look at look where you're at now. So it, it's, a, it's a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then lastly, what does success mean to you?
1: Happiness. Happiness and I think, you know, pre pandemic, I really focused all on career. But what I've realized in the past couple of weeks is that none of that really matters if you haven't built out the other areas of your life that bring meaning. So if you have focused all on your career, but then left, you know, your family relationships to the side, haven't really pursued your intimate relationship, if you want kids, haven't really thought about that. I mean, I haven't really traveled. There's so many things that I'm excited to do if and when the world heals. Um, and I now realize that is just as much a part of my success as having these things in the business arena are. So I think having true balance and peace within yourself brings happiness, which is success.
0: I like that. That's a good answer. I like that answer a lot. Um, and lastly, where do people go to find out more? Like, where's your, your social, your website?
1: Yeah, I'm at Lauren LaGrasso everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. And I'm laurenlagrasso.com. And uh, you can find Unleash Your Inner Creative wherever good podcasts are found. My three singles, Road to Glory, Rise, and Like a Bomb are on all music streaming platforms. And I think that's about it.
0: That's all for today. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Success Story Podcast. You can download or stream this podcast wherever podcasts are available, including iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and many others. fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. Now, as a business owner, I always remember when my company hits a growth spurt. It's great, but then you realize that things start to break. Things are taking with no risk at backblaze.com slash story. They set up that link for all Success Story podcast listeners. That is a no risk free trial at backblaze.com slash story. Seriously com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. I want to thank Belay for sponsoring today's episode. They provide solutions that all of us need. They help us get back more of our time because time is the most precious resource. A lot of you listening